We're learning today Daf Kuf Aleph. We start right at the beginning of the Yamud. The Gemara quotes here what we learned in the Mishnah: Speaking about a case where you had a person that he doesn't know who his father is, and it's sad if he, if he knows that both of his parents are Kayanim, so then the halach is that uh, he has to he knows he's a Kayan, but still, if he doesn't know the identity of his father, different halachas that usually relate between a son and a father will not apply to him, or it's a suffix. And one of them the Mishnah mentioned was, if, if chas v'shalom, a person curses a father or hits a father, so usually there's an einish for that, but in this case, we can't give him an einish because we don't know who his father is. So Abraise says that there are a few different scenarios regarding this halacha. Taner so this individual doesn't know who his father is. He hits one and then he hits the other. Kilolze, he curses one. Vachazavikilolze, and he curses the other. Or kiloshneim bevasachas, he curses them both in, in both names together. And mamish is one. Or hikoshneim bevasachas, one stick, one 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 strike. He hits both of them together. So Chayiv, in such a case, he's Chayiv because one of them is his father. So either way, Memonavshach, uh, definitely he, uh, what he did was what's to his father. If he cursed both together at, at once, he used both names together and cursed them both together at once, so then it'd be Chayiv. But if he curses one, and even if right after he curses the other, so then Potter. So then he'll be Potter. So Rashi explains the reason is because the main issue here is with the Hasra. For anyone to get any punishment, there has to be a warning. And there's an issue with Hasra Suffolk. When you give the first warning, so then you don't know if, if this is actually his father. So the person that's receiving this warning is saying, well, the Hasra is not so serious. Lavdafka is my father. And if he receives the second warning, he also says, well, now Lavdafka, this is my father. So therefore, Bezeh Chazeh, he'll be Potter. But if it's Bavasachas, he only gets one Asra. So if it's one Asra, so in that one Asra, he's being warned. If you're going to say both names together and curse at once, so then for sure you're doing this to your father. On the other hand, though, Rashi says, the Tanakhama says that it makes no difference if it's together or if it's Bazachazeh, because in the end of the day, Mimanavshach, what he did was to his father. So the Khaira, like the Khaira, what Rashi means is when he cursed the second one, when he got the second Asra, at that point, he can't say, well, maybe it's not my father. Well, now, together with Manavshach, the two that he cursed, it's for sure his father. So therefore, Bichayev. Morana brings a contradiction here. But Rabbi Yehuda said, Potter bevas achas. That if this person over here curses both of these people, he doesn't know which one is his father, even if it was at the same time, he's still going to be Potter. So even though in this case, the hasra is, is a perfect hasra, but it doesn't matter, still potter. And says the Gemara, it's taka contradiction here. So trei tanoi, alibud rab Yehuda. These are two atanoim in, in explaining what Rabbi Yehuda's opinion is. So my time demand the potter. So the opinion that says that he's potter, why would he be potter if bevas achas, he curses both of these individuals, so he for sure cursed his father. Om Rab Chanine, answers, nemar brocha lemata. It says the term bracha, so this is a euphemism. It's, it really means the opposite of a bracha. But he's, it, it says the, 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 this idea of cursing a father, lamata, regarding cursing a father, which is here below in this world. And then it also says bracha, the opposite of bracha, regarding the Eibishter. The, the isr of the opposite of bracha in, in relation to the Eibishter. So ma'la just like by the Eibishter, when it speaks about this. So the Eibishter is, is, is shame bashutfis. The Eibishter exists without any other, no doubts of who it is. It's, it's just the Eibishter alone. 
And only when you are saying the opposite of bracha for the Eibishter alone, so that's when the Yisr applies. Aflamato, so to hear below, when it comes to a father and mother, shame bashutfis. The Yisr is only in a situation where there isn't a doubt where it's one and another and an orphan to be over this, so you'll have to curse both together. And then, v'iskish hakal l'klala. Just like we learn and we compare this halacha regarding cursing, so we see in the Pasuk in Parashas Mishpatim, where it says the Isra of not cursing a parent and not hitting a parent, the Taita puts both of them in, in psukim that are close to one another, so we learn from one to another that the same thing is also by hitting, that it has to be only if you know clearly who the father is or who the parent is, not if there's a shutfist that you're not sure who the parent is. Then it said in the Mishnah, regarding this individual, he doesn't know, he knows he's a Kayin, but he doesn't know to, to which, which group of Kayinim he belongs to. He doesn't know who his father is. So it said, He goes and he can do the Aveda in the base of Mikdash, because it's a mitzvah, so they can't stop him from coming and joining in the Aveda. But it said, he doesn't get the, the portion from the hides of the animals, he doesn't get if he doesn't get a portion because they can tell them how do you know this is yours so then so then why does he go and join in the Aveda to the, for the mitzvah to do his Aveda in the Beis HaMikdash that's the question so the Gemara asks on this question itself that it's not understood what the question is you're asking why he goes to do the Aveda the answer is because this person is saying I want to do a mitzvah why should we stop him of doing a mitzvah if he wants to take the hides that the kainim usually get, it's distributed for them, so we can say to him, how do you know this belongs to you? But to come and do a mitzvah, why should we stop him of doing the mitzvah? So what's our question here? Allah, so the Gemara explains what the question really was. Allah leikatani. It doesn't say that if he goes and, do, and do, does the Aveda, so then we can't stop him and he, he, the mitzvah is, is, is a mitzvah. Rather, it says he goes, he has to enter, he must join in the group of the Kayanim from both of the parents that he may be from, he has to go Balkarchai. Even if he says, I'm not interested in joining this group, I belong to the other group, and, or he says to the other group, I don't, want, I don't want to join you, we're going to force him to join both groups that he may be a son of, or he may be belonging to them. So why is it? That's a question. Why are we going to force him? The reason is, in order that these two families may become embarrassed, because here there's an individual that may, people may think that he belongs to one family or the other family, and he's not joining the Aveda. People are going to say, what's going on? Why is this Kayin not joining the Aveda? A Kayin from this family, there must be something wrong with this family. So therefore his family members can say to him, people think you're part of our family, you must come and join us in the Aveda. If both of these husbands, that is a suffix, who's his father, they both belong to the same Mishmar, so then he, can, he works in that Mishmar, and not only that, he takes a portion from the Kainim, from that Mishmar, because he for sure belongs to this Mishmar. When it comes to this person that is a suffix, that he may belong to two different Mishmaris. So then he can't take any portion from either one. Why? He comes to one Mishmar, he wants to take a portion from there, so they push him off. He goes to the other Mishmar and they'll push him off as well. But if so, when it comes to one Mishmar as well, how does it work with the Mishmaris in the Beis HaMikdash? Each Mishmar is divided into six different Bateyavis. It's divided into six 
different groups that for every day of the week that another family does the Aveda. So if so, even if he knows which Mishmari belongs to, but he'll go to one group, one family that's let's say doing the Aveda on Sunday and they'll push him off. And the, the Bach continues and says, like we said before, and if he'll go to the other one, they'll also push him off. So even if he knows which Mishmari he belongs to, but he doesn't know which Beis Avi belongs to. Rav Papa says, you're right, that's how you have to read it into the Mishnah as well. This itself is what the Mishnah was saying. If both these people, that there's a Suffolk who's his father, they came from the same Mishmar and also from the same family of the Beis Av that's serving that day in the Beis Amikdosh, then you can come and take one portion because he for sure belongs to that family on that very day. Hadran Allah, Naisan Allah Nusa, this is the conclusion of Naisan Allah Nusa, the 11th Paydek of Masechti Yavamas. The following Paydek will discuss something that we spoke about so many times in this Masechta, the mitzvah of Chalitza, all of the details of how this mitzvah is done. And, and for, for everything that we learned in this Masechta, Chalitza is actually something which is relevant and is done every so often, Bizman Azeh, when you have the situation. As we learned earlier in the Masechta, that we don't have Yibum Bizman Azeh. If you remember, there was the opinion of Abishol that he said that if a person does Yibum and it's not Mamish L'Shmo L'Shem Mitzvah, so he says that it's like Karev, like an Indian of, of, of Erva. So therefore today we only do the Mitzvah of Chalitza. So generally speaking, what's the Mitzvah of Chalitza? That if the, this, the, the brother does not want to marry his brother's wife, so the, she comes to the Bezdin <coughs> and she removes his shoe from his foot and then she spits at the, at the floor in front of him. And, uh, and, uh, she, and then, yeah, she says, um, or he says that she, she doesn't want to, he, he says that he doesn't want to marry her and she removes his shoe and she spits at him and then uh, she's, that's it. She becomes mutter to marry anybody else. We'll see all the details here in this paytik. Don't let you do mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Let you do chalitza and embarrass the husband. No. Mitzvah chalitza, zok mishne, The mitzvah of chalitza has to be done with three dayon, three judges. And then the Mishnah says, Even three that are laymen. So, I mean, the Gemara will explain. It starts off saying dayonim, and then it says hadyaitis, simple people. Okay, now, Chalitza B'minol, the most basic thing in Chalitza is, is that she comes and removes this shoe. So what kind of shoe is used? So if it's a Min'al, so Rashi says, Min'al is basically the kinds of shoes that we wear today. It's from soft, made from soft leather. So if you're using this kind of shoe with this soft leather, Chalitza Sa So the Chalitza that's done is kosher. But as we'll see in the Gemara, it means that only B'diyeved, it's kosher. L'chat we don't use a regular shoe for Chalitza. Because Rashi says the reason is, at least in those times, this kind of shoe, so the top of the shoe could tear off, and then it's not going to be a proper shoe to be used for chalitza. So in order not to come into this issue, so you don't use this kind of shoe. Ban pilia, if you're using a shoe which is basically made from material, or almost, almost like a sack, or maybe a thicker kind of a sack, which is made of a material shoe, chalitza sapsula, so that, that's not called a shoe, and therefore it's possible. The sandal, if, it's, if you're using a kind of sandal, which is made from a, a more tougher material of, uh, of the, the, the leather, is a different kind of leather. This is the kind of, uh, of shoe that's l'chadchile used for chalitza. So she'yashle akev, if it has a sole kosher. So then it's kosher for the mitzvah. She'enle akev, if you're using this sandal, but it doesn't have a sole, pasal. So then it's pasal. 
Min har kuva olamata. So if this individual, this man, that chalitza is done by removing the shoe from his foot, so he has a foot and his foot extends below his knee and he's wearing a shoe, then then the chalitza will be kosher. If, if God forbid his, his, his foot is amputated, and he only has from, uh, only above the knee, and that's where he's wearing a shoe, so her removing the shoe and that, uh, that over there is, is not, is, is not can't fulfill the mitzvah. Chalitza psula, then the chalitza is posel. Chalitza be sandal she'en He's wearing a sandal, that is the sandal that chalitza is done with, but it's not even his bachlal, and she removes it from his shoe, from his foot, that is. Shall eats, or it's a sandal that's made from wood. He's using the sandal that's worn on the left foot, and he's wearing it now on the right foot. So in these cases. She removes the shoe that's too big for the size of his foot. But he could still walk with it, it's not going to fall off. Or it's too small for his foot, but it covers most of his foot. So, chalitza sak shayra. The chalitza then will be kosher. Zak teilege gemare, umay achar, da afilish loyshed yaitis. If the Mishnah begins saying that just three simple people can be used for the mitzvah of chalitza, so dayan and lamali. Why is it saying in the beginning of the Mishnah you need three dayanim judges? Answers the gemara, haka mashmalon. What it's saying is as follows. The bi'inon bishloisha, you have to have three individuals. That they'll know how to read the psukim that you say to this man when he does not want to marry his wife. There are psukim that you have to say, as we'll see later here in the Pedic. So they have to know how to read those psukim like the Yanim can. So we learned here in the Mishnah what it says in the Braise, Mitzvah Chalitza is done. It is done with three that know how to read like the Yanim can read the psukim that they have to say. But now here in the B'raise, regarding the number of people that you need in the Bezden for the Chalitza, there's a Machlaikis here. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, B'chamisha. Not three, but you have to have five for the mitzvah of Chalitza. So now my time in the Tanakame, what's the reason for the Tanakame, which is also the Tana of our Mishnah, that says that three is enough. So the Tanya will learn in another B'raise. There in the mitzvah of Chalitza, the Pasuk says, Zekeinim. Zekeinim is a plural term, which means Shnayim. You have to have two people for the mitzvah of Chalitza. Because we never use a bezden where it's only two, where, the, where, there's, where it's shakal, with two, one against the other. You have to always have it to be an odd number. So we add one more. That's how we know that the bezden is three. Why does Rabbi Yudah say that it's five? Because besides the kainim, it says, it says there also in the Pasuk, Zikne irei. Zikne is shnaim, it's another two. And the kainim, as we quoted before, is also shnaim, another two. So that's four. And vein bezin shakal. So it shouldn't be an even number. Mesifin alein oidachot. So we add another one. That's five. Arei kan hei. So that's five. So now the Gemara will go through many different psukim here to explain all the psukim that it says here regarding this number according to the Tanakama and according to Rabbi Yudah. Talk to Gemara with Tanakama. Hai ziknei my ovid lei. According to the Tanakama. So this word ziknei that seems to indicate that there's another two here. What does he learn from here? That is the Gemara Lerabuye. He learns from here that Afilish Loisha Adiyatis. Zikne means elders, meaning any elders. So therefore, it's coming to say that it could be even Adiyatis, even simple people. But From here does he know that it doesn't have to be expert Ayana, but it could be even simple people. And says the Gemara Nafkelei Mi Leene. It says that that um, she comes. Lashna the pasuk is 
In front of the eyes of the Zakanim. So Le'ene comes to say, people that have eyes, any, any simple people that have eyes, it can also be used for this. It doesn't have to be anyone special. And Amamar, Le'ene prat lesumim. Le'ene means as long as they're not blind, so that, that, uh, that teaches me that it's anybody. Oh, the Gemara actually explains over here how exactly this limit comes about from the word le'ene. It's not just simply because it says le'ene, but it's because we're learning le'ene, which means prat to anybody that's blind. This itself is a raya that it could be any simple person, as the Gemara now explains. If we need a special pasuk here to say that you can't use blind individuals for this mitzvah, this itself is the proof that you can use even simple people. Why? Sanhedrin. If you're going to think that the people have to be from the Sanhedrin, be'inon, that's what you need, so then you don't need this Pasuk here to say that you can't use blind individuals. Why? That we know already from a different place. We can learn it out from what Rav Yasef taught. The Taner of Yasef, because Rav Yasef taught, just like the Bezdin, people of the Sanhedrin have to be clean and pure, totally righteous. So too, anybody that's in the basin of the Sanhedrin, you have to be clean of any blemish, including not to be blind. There's a Pasuk in Shira Shirim that says, You're totally beautiful, my, 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 my wife. And there's no blemish in you. So even though Shira Shirim in general refers to all the Klai Yisrael, but the Gemara is saying that this is going on the Sanhedrin. So therefore, the fact that the Sanhedrin can't have someone blind is you see from this Pasik. So why do we need a special Pasik here to say that the one that's being used for the midst of Chalitza can't be blind? Because it doesn't have to be someone from the Sanhedrin. It could be any simple person. Now according to the other opinion, So he doesn't learn from here, from this Le'ene, that you can use any simple person. So what does he learn out from Le'ene? He learns out what Rav learned from here. Rav said, is teaching me how the mitzvah itself is done. When she spits in front of the Yavam, the bezin that's there, they have to see the spit that comes out of her mouth that, that, that she's spitting. In front of the eyes of the, the Kenim that are there. And then it says, she spits. So that's what Le'ene is used for. So according to the other opinion, don't you need to this le'enet to teach me this halacha Rav says. So the Gemara says, you're right. You're right from here. Everybody agrees. It's coming to teach you that the Zekeinim have to see the spit. So according to him, so where do you know that you can use any simple individual? So he brings another Pasuk. It says over there in the Pasuk, be Yisrael, amongst Yidin. So you use the Canada from amongst Yidin. So Yisrael, Kalduhu. As long as they are Yidin, doesn't, they don't have to be special Dayanim. Vidach, according to the other opinion, hi, be Yisrael, my Yavadle. What does he learn from this, be Yisrael? Mi Bayalei, of Shmuel by Yehuda. So what did he learn out from here? Be Yisrael means be Bezdin shall Yisrael, Veloi be Bezdin shall Gedim. It has to be a Bezdin of three individuals that are a Bezdin of a Yisrael, Yisraelim and not from Gedim. The other opinion says, Be Yisrael, Achrinixiv. It says a second, a second time in the Pasuk, the term Be Yisrael, to teach me this. And Vidach, according to the other opinion, what does he do with the second Be Yisrael? This is coming to teach what it says in the following Brais. Omer Rav said, We were sitting in front of Rav Tarfan, 
A Yevama came to do Chalitza, Va'amalanu, and Abtarfan told us after the Chalitza is done, Anu Kulchem, or actually maybe this is before the Chalitza, he said, everybody should announce and say, Chalitzanal, take off your shoe. So it's, it's every, all the Yidin, the others that are present, have to also say, Chalitzanal, they should take off his shoe. That's where you learn it out from. And the other opinion from where does you know this? Mivinikra Nafke. It says Vinikra, so the Pasuk over there says, Vinikra Shmoibi Yisra, base Chalutz so because it says Vinikra, that means that everybody else has to announce it there. Now going back to what we said before, that we're learning out the number of Dayanim, from the fact that it says Zikainim, a plural term, according to Rabbi Yehuda, it also says Zikne, another plural term, so you know that it has to be four, and then five. But the Gemara points out that you have other expressions in the Pasuk that you could also learn even to bring the number even higher. So, Elameyatev, so, Vakaru Shnayim. When it says there in the Pasuk that Vakaru Leiziknei So, Vakaru is another plural term. Maybe that should indicate that there's another two. And then Vidibru, they speak. So, it also uses a plural term. Shnayim, maybe that's another two. So, Hachanami, are you also going to say that the Rabbi Yehuda, Harekantisha, Rabbi Yehuda, that I already learned out from before, that we have five, you add another four, that's nine. Lirabanon, according to the Rabbanon, Shiva, that's going to bring it to the number of seven. So, why don't we learn out from all those plural terms in the Pasik to say that there's more? Answers the Gemara, Ahu, Mibibayale, When it says there, those Lashainis, Vikaru, Vidibru, they're written for a specific thing, for what you have to do, as we learned in Abraisa. V'karu loy, the they, the bezin, has to call out to this husband, v'loy shlucham. Not a shliach, even though usually we know there's a lach of shlucha shladim kemaisei, but not here. V'karu loy, they have to call out them. V'dibru elav, and they speak to him, melamed, what do they speak to him about? What this teaches me is that they have to talk to him and they have to advise him. Shemesi and loy etzah, they give him a proper, a good advice. Shemayahu yelled, if this man, this brother was young, v'hizikena, and the yavam is very old, or Huzakin, he's old, Vihi Yalda, and she's young. So then in Amirim what we say to him is, Malacha Etzel Yalda, Malacha Etzel Zakena, what are you looking for to get married by with such a young woman, or what are you looking to get married to such an old woman? Klach Etzel Shechemaischa, go and marry someone that's your age. Val Tachnis Ktoto, Letech Beischa, and don't marry this woman that will bring a quarrel into your house. So that's Vidibur, they speak to him, they advise him. <coughs> So Rav said in the name of Rav Nachman regarding this machloikis, how many dayanim do you need? Only three or five. Halacha, the halacha is, chalitza b'shloisha. Like we learned in our Mishnah, that chalitza is with three. Why? Because we have here a stam Mishnah, like this opinion, and not like Rav Yudah that says that it's five. Amalei Rav Rav Nachman, so Rav says to Rav Nachman, Ihachi, if so, Mion Nami, regarding the number of Dayanim that's needed for Mion, which is a katana that was married and she's rejecting her marriage when she becomes a godal. So over there as well, we should pass him regarding Mion that three is enough. Why? The Tnan, because in the beginning of Sanhedrin, where it goes through different numbers of Dayanim that's needed for different purposes. So there it says, Hamion Vachalitze that for Mion and Chalitze, you have to have three. Okay, so there there's a Stam Mishnah that says that you have to have both for Mian and Chalitza three. So the Halacha for Mian should also be three. So what's the problem with this? So the Gemara says, If you're going to say actually that that's what we pass in, that it's only three. But it's not so because Vatanya, we learned in Abraisa, a Machlekes regarding who you need for Mian. And it says there as follows, Mion, Beishame Yomrim Bezdin Mumchen. Beishame says you have to have expert Bezdin. Beishil Yomrim Bezdin you can use a Bezdin or even not a regular Bezdin. And Eil of Eilu both Beisham and Basil agree, that you need three for the Mion. 
But Rabbi Yaisi by Yehuda, Rabbi Loza, Rabbi Yaisi, Machshirim B'Shnayim. They say that for me on it's enough even to have two. And for Amr Rabbi Yaisi by Minyami, Amr Rabbi Nachman, that Allah, Kaisi Azuk, we passkin like this Zog, this group over here, that these two, the peer of Rabbi Yaisi by Yehuda and Rabbi Loza, Rabbi Yaisi, that two is enough. So the question is, why regarding Chalitza we passkin you need three? And why regarding Mion, which is also a Stam Mishnah here, we say that you need two. Answers the Gemara, Chat Stame. I'm sorry, I missed one word. Regarding Mi'un, you have one Stam Mishnah saying that Mi'un is with three. Regarding Chalitza, you have two Stam Mishnahs saying that you need three. You have our Stam Mishnah here in the beginning of the Perik and the Stam Mishnah in the beginning of Sanhedrin that says that you need three. The truth is, even regarding Mi'un, there's also two Stam Mishnahs that say that for Mi'un you need three. Because there's a Mishnah that we had here earlier in this Masechta. The Tanan <laughs> says earlier here, <laughs> If she did Mion or Chalitze in front of him, he should marry her. Why? Because the Mion is being done in front of a Bezdin. So here it says and again in another Mishnah, in a Stam Mishnah, that Mion is in front of a Bezdin. So you see that for Mion there's also two Stam Mishnahs that say three. <laughs> So why did we say that Allah is that two is enough? Answers the Gemara, Ella Hasam Tereistami. Regarding Mion, there's two star Mishnas that you need three. And Hacha Tlasestami. And over here, there are three star Mishnas that say that for Chalitza you need three. The Mishnah here, the Mishnah in the beginning of Sanhedrin, and the Mishnah that we just quoted from the earlier here in the Masechta where it said, Mion Aisha Chalitza. So we have three star Mishnas that you have to have three. That's the answer. But the Gemara doesn't accept this. The Gemara says, Mahti, let's see. Hostame and Vahostame. We have a Stam Mishnah for Mion and a Stam Mishnah for Chalitza. Mali Chatstam, Mali Treistam. What difference does it make if you have one Stam Mishnah or two Stam Mishnahs, Mali Tlosa, or three times is a Stam? What difference does it make? What's the point there? That Rabbeinu HaKadosh, when he wrote in the Mishnah, is this halacha without any argument? So that shows that it's a Stam Mishnah that we pass in that way. That's always the rule with the Stam Mishnah. All of a sudden, there's a difference if there's two Stam Mishnahs, three Stam Mishnahs. Why should there be a difference? Elam Rav Nachman by Yitzchak. So Rav Nachman by Yitzchak says a different answer. Because we find there's a Stam Mishnah, even where there was a Machloikis, in other words, in, well, over there in that Mishnah Sanhedrin, Rab Yehuda, which is the one that argued about this Allah of Chalitza, and he said you need five. His opinion is brought there in that Mishnah of Sanhedrin, and still he doesn't argue regarding Chalitza, that's the reason why we're passing by Chalitza that you need three, as the Gemariah brings. The Tanan, what did we learn there in the Mishnah of Sanhedrin? So earlier there, in that Mishnah, it brings other things. And it says, Smicha Zekeinim, to give Smicha or Eglarufa, when it comes to the mitzvah of Eglarufa, Bishloisha. For that's enough three. Devri Rabbi Yaisi. Rabbi Yehuda, man, over there, Rabbi Yehuda argues, and he says, Bechamisha, that you have to have five for those things. And then the Mishnah continues, Achalitza v'amiyunin Bishloisha, that for Chalitza and Miyun, it's enough to have three. V'loi kapalig Rabbi Yehuda. And Rabbi Yehuda, which was the one that argued regarding Chalitza, <laughs> does, not, does not argue over there regarding Chalitza. So Shmami no, that proves that Hodebe Rabbi Yehuda, that Rabbi Yehuda retracted from his opinion. Shmami no, that's the proof. But regarding Mion, it wasn't Rabbi Yehuda that argued. Regarding Mion, it, it was that other peer of Tanayim, Rabbi Yehuda by Yehuda and Rabbi Loza Rabbi Yehuda, they were the ones that argued. And we don't find that they ever retracted their opinion. 
When they do the chalitza, they have to establish a place where they do it, and not just in any random place. That the Yuvama comes up to the gate, to the elders in an established place. They did chalitza, and they did it with the presence of five. So according to who did they do five? Says the Gemara, command, they're following Rabbi Yehuda's opinion that you need five. But Vahadabe, didn't we just say that Rabbi Yehuda himself had charata of his opinion? And says the Gemara, not because you need five Dayana, but Lefasumi Milsa. They want to publicize the matter that the Chalitza was done. Now she says the point of publicizing it is either to make sure that a Kayan won't marry her, or Bechlal, on the other hand, to let other people know that they're allowed to go and marry her. He came to Rav Kahane, Amalei Rav Kahane said to him, Solik Mar Gabon, come up with us, I need to have five people for the Chalitza. So, so we see again this idea that they did it with five. Amar Rav Kahane, Rav Kahane said, Avkim the Kameh Rav Yehuda, I was in front of Rav Yehuda, Vamali, and he said, Ta sak dekani, come and sit with us on this pile of reeds, Litzdarufa to combine to five individuals for the Chalitza. Amrulai, so they said to him, Lamali Chamisha, why do you need five? Amalu, so he answered, like we said before, Kehid Lafar Samilsa, in order to publicize the matter that the Chalitza was done. Another incident that happened, Rav Shmuel by Yehuda, Avakoi Kameder of Yehuda, he was standing in front of Rav Yehuda. Amalei, so Rav Yehuda said to him, Sak tall is Zirza the Kani, again, come with us, he was sitting on a bundle of, of reeds. Let's Tarufi Bechamisha to combine to five, Lafarsumi Milsa, to publicize the matter that we're doing Chalitza for this woman. Amalei, so he said, this Rav Shmuel Bar Yehuda said, Tanina, but we learned in Abraise that be Yisrael, be Bezden Yisrael, v'loi be Bezden Shalgeirim. From the Pasuk be Yisrael, we learn out that the Bezden has to consist of only Yisraelim and not Geirim. V'anok Gerano, I'm a Ger, so you can't, uh, you can't include me in this. So Rashi says, he and his father became Geirim, so he says, I'm possible for Chalitza. Amar of Yehuda, Sarav Yehuda said about him, he was so honest, he, 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 even though he was sort of given this honor to be involved in this chalitza, and he, he, he rejected the honor he, and he said that he's a ger, Sarav Yehuda said about him, Kagain Rav Shmuel by Yehuda, an individual like Rav Shmuel by Yehuda, Ma I would be ready to take out money from somebody just based on his testimony, even though usually you need two witnesses to be mighty mamain, but based on his testimony, he's so honest, I would take out money. So the Gemara asks, really, could you, go, could you say this? Are you allowed to be mighty mamun from somebody, even as honest as this person might be, but just based on what one person says? The Taita says you can only take out money from someone if you have two Adam. Ella, the Gemara says, what he meant to say is, that when you have a document and you, you want to use a document to collect money, I would base the, I would use his testimony to, to hold the money where it is and not to use the document to collect the money. That's, uh, that's the trust that he had in him that he was saying that he would not use the document to collect money with it.